This is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. I'm pulling something out of the archives that's very meaningful to a lot of people. You know, there's such thing as dry January, or some people actually go into a a dry February because they don't want to mess up the New Year's Eve and afterwards parties. So they want to cut out the alcohol, but they may not want to do it in January. That so they don't have alcohol in February or dry January, no alcohol in January. So this episode comes out of the archives and it's called Cocktails with the Ritual, but without the alcohol. I want to thank all the all the friends, all the listeners out there. There's still a few of you listening. I saw some some good reports from our last episode, and you know I'm really hoping this will happen on this one. So. It, whether you're, this is, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and it won't come out for a little while, but, you know, dry January, dry February, we enjoyed this uh, episode, Josh and I did, you know, ritual, but without the alcohol. So I hope all of you are tuning in. Don't forget, we're still kind of out there on the socials when I do something. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and thank you and goodbye. This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are happy to have you guys with us this week on a very special cocktail episode featuring what, Dad? Non-alcohol cocktails. Non-alcoholic cocktails. Now, have did you use any alcohol in yours? Did you use any bitters or anything? Is this a trick question? No, it's not. I wanted to, but I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> both of these cocktails, we used our non-alcoholic spirits, and we didn't add any other spirits to them, so these are truly non-alcoholic cocktails. That's right. So, Dad, what did you do this week? I did the Dark and Stormy, and I'll talk about the recipe later, if that's all right. That's fine. Or you want me to talk about it now? No, you can talk about it when you're up. and then. Okay. I have two this week. Oh, uh, which which zero proof alcohol did you use? Oh, the the ritual zero proof rum alternative. Okay, cool. Because uh, dark and stormy exactly. is a rum drink. Exactly. And then I did a I'm going to call it a seed lip sour, where I used the seed lip grove in it, and then I also made a seed lip and ginger. And we have a even though we're not drinking alcohol. We have some snacks. I popped a little popcorn and I got a little bowl of cashews for us to share. All right. Sounds good. So we're going to go ahead and just kind of jump in this week. We're, we're really doing the whole uh, following the ritual, not a cocktail. Um, what do you say, Dad, we start with my seed lip sour? Oh, yeah. Good. Because it's a real foamy, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful pink color. Right. You used egg whites? Yes. So I followed a traditional old school sour recipe based off a of whiskey sour, but instead I used the seed lip or, or I used the seed lip grove. Okay. And instead of simple syrup, I used a little bit of blood orange. So it's two ounces of the seed lip, seed lip grove, uh-huh. a quarter of an ounce, no, a half an ounce of blood orange juice, mm-hmm. three quarters ounce of lime juice okay and then an egg white all right and so i did, traditionally you know these are garnished with bitters yes not that it really would have 
it was just like three oh, dashes. That's why of, you were asking that question. Yeah, three dashes okay. of bitters usually go on top, and they kind of get a little feather uh-huh. or three drops. Uh, but I decided to just leave that out. So there's absolutely nothing so alcoholic. Three, bit, in this. three drops of bitters. I know it would be. It, I mean, the the Not amount of alcohol, 1%. right? The <laughs> amount of alcohol would actually be insignificant. But it was just the gesture of keeping with the okay, yeah, non-alcoholic yeah. cocktail. Okay. So. Yeah. Because of that blood orange, it is a beautiful pink, oh, it kind is. of a flamingo pink color. Uh, this is just a, it's a really good looking cocktail. We've got about a whole inch of egg yeah, white foam. At least a half an inch. Yeah. Ooh, and it's got that blood orange smell. Yeah. I, since I had some blood oranges and that seed lip has blood orange flavor in it, I just thought it'd be a good idea to. That's a great idea. To go ahead and do that. And just to keep with a traditional cocktail format. Yeah, if you listened to us last week, you did that actual non-alcohol spirit, mm-hmm. and I did this rum alternative alcohol spirit, so we're kind of sticking with last week, only now we're doing cocktails. Right, and we just thought, you know, going into, you know, if you're finishing up a dry January, or if you're going to go ahead and go in to do a dry February, you know, we talked a lot with Leslie about the ritual of cocktail hour. Right. Maybe more important than the actual exactly. alcohol. Let me hold my drink here for a minute, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hold it because it's, it's a really good. So I I thought, you know, we'd go ahead and do a special a special cocktail episode. And honestly, so with this cocktail, it's an egg white cocktail, so it takes a dry shake. Mm-hmm. The movements of making this cocktail are exactly the same. As if there was whiskey in here instead of the seed lip. That's right. So just to kind of go over how I made it, you put all the ingredients in the cocktail shaker. You shake it without ice for about a minute, about a minute and a half to two minutes. I may have done it a little bit more mm-hmm. just because I was talking and not really paying attention. Okay. Um, after you build that good foam and incorporate it, you add a little bit of ice in. All right. Shake until it's cold and then strain and serve in, in a coop. In a Cooper, a Nick and Nora, or a martini glass. Yeah, okay. Now, you could have followed Tomiko's idea, and that was to like put one chip of ice in there, one cube, and yeah. then shake it till that was like gone. Right. And I, you but know, that's a lot of shaking. And then she, she was telling us how to, they had to shake her, her drink for like 15 minutes. Right. And to me, that if I'm shaking hard enough, and my cocktail shaker is not too full. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get enough agitation in there right. to create the foam. Because right. that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons that they do that. It's just so that you can get some extra agitation in there to help you build that foam in. But if you're shaking hard enough and you shake, you shake well. It's not always needed. I agree but, with that, and it's it's also kind of a timing thing. If if you want the timing of using that one ice cube that's fine Mm -hmm. but if you just want the timing of i know how long i need to shake it right and i think tomiko knows how long because she did such an excellent job well yes and it was also a different cocktail it oh definitely because that cocktail that she made has is the one where like you pour in the club soda and it rises up and you're supposed to have like a head head of of the the foam foam, so you do need a little bit more stiffer Right. I mean, for in baking terms, you need more stiff peaks yeah. <laughs> for your egg whites. Well, this is pretty stiff. Yeah. 
This comes out really well. It's kind of bouncy on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it taste to you? It tastes really good. You know, I've always liked blood oranges, and these, this, I don't know where you found a blood orange. Well, it's back to season, is it? Yeah, because it's, it's winter. It's in season, it, but they they are they came out a little bit later this year. It was uh, that one looked a little Trader small Joe's. too. Uh, yeah, I got it at Trader Joe's a couple weeks ago. Okay, but yeah, it's really sweet and it's got that beautiful color. Yeah, and this drink got that beautiful color and that sweetness. Uh, where's the alcohol? It's nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's actually it's really, nowhere. I, I don't know that you need it. Yeah, and you know, we were talking about the ritual, you know, making this cocktail was exactly the same mm-hmm. as making it with if I had alcohol in it. So mm-hmm. following that same ritual and then it tastes good too. Yeah. That's the thing is, you know, you want to make something that's gonna taste good. And I did, you know, I kinda went on a rant last week. A little bit about, you know, if you're going, one of the reasons I love what Seedlip is doing is they're not trying to mimic. Mm. They're not trying to mimic a liquor. They're trying to make something good. Mm-hmm. And I know I mimicked, I, you know, I'm kind of hypocritical because I mimicked a classic cocktail. Right. Rather than making one. Right. Making one up just for the Seedlip. But I think this, with the texture and everything that the egg white gives you, it also helps you to get that texture that the liquor didn't have now did you strain the the blood orange or just squeeze it and that was that i just squeezed it yeah i mean i, I didn't no i didn't I don't strain think, it. yeah because when you're shaking the egg white you're not going to go back and strain because no. you'd lose it well i did i i mean i did end up running it through a cocktail strainer just so the ice didn't come out right okay gotcha right so sure. what did um talk about some of your because we've got you know time and we don't need to really rush through yeah even though there's no alcohol what's some of the rich cocktail ritual in in your life or in your history that kind of well some of that recently they always had alcohol in them (laughs) (laughs) yeah now i i talked last week about how during lent or during maybe you know i never really did, did the the detox january or february but i've done the no alcohol but as far as cocktails so when it was no alcohol it was like okay no no beer right but it's like i'm all totally new to this thing leslie introduced us to right as far as no alcohol in a spirit that's just totally brand new to me. Mm-hmm. So there's no tradition as far as that. Well, just even just regular cocktail ritual. Doesn't have to be non-alcoholic cocktail, just cocktail well, ritual. Well, you know, when, when a lot of times when we go to the islands, um, we may stop on the way to the resort and buy that first six-pack or 12-pack or a case of beer, or we may stop and buy the tequila and the mixers and then when we get there it's like when we get there it's like shake 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 here we are we're at the we're in the islands yeah. we're we're on vacation shake 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 all right pour out the drink so that's probably the biggest tradition so when you like cuz i know we've we've talked about before and i I've, I've talked about before how you know cocktail hour was something or five happy hour 
right was something that i kind of grew up knowing as moving forward now for you has it kind of always been you know five o'clock it's been like a cocktail or a liquor drink and then moving to wine or beer in the evening for dinner or is it does it so for my parents and you know this there was never that happy hour five o'clock you know five o'clock somewhere i know that never happened right but it was you know uh, ralph and nina joanne's mom and dad and that was their ritual. And I think a lot of our listeners probably have the same tradition. And, you know, when we talk to, to Miko and even when we talk to Leslie, she's talking about her dad being the madman and, you know, the, the three cocktail lunch. Right. And now I've never had that tradition. But now here's here's what happened when I went up to kansas city and i was interviewing for my first job two things i forgot to pack my good pants <laughs> uh-oh. so uh-oh i'm wearing jeans and i'm doing the interview and it's like interviewed with the boss guy and now, then hold on i gotta explain something for those of you who are of my generation and younger that's a big big deal to interview in jeans like oh, it back, didn't happen oh, back no. when you were interviewing. Coming out, this is coming out of college, right? This is coming out of yeah. This is coming out of college, and it's like when you opened the door to that office at five o'clock, you saw these robots with white shirts, some mostly black pants, black shoes, black tie, pocket protector. Some had some mm-hmm. had the pocket protector. Some had a black tie. S- slowly but surely, the tie colors changed. But yeah, that was that was first thing happened, and then I thought, okay, the boss interviewed me. He said, "Well, why don't you go to lunch with the guys, and uh, you know they'll kind of talk to you." And I think it was a second interview, actually. Oh, that's what you thought it was. <laughs> well, in, in a way, it is because you know if you're not going to fit with the team, right, right, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So we go, I don't know where it was we went, and they're all ordering their beers for lunch. <laughs> and I'm going, this is a trick. So I didn't order one. <laughs> but uh, as it you know, as it turned out, I got hired, and it wasn't, I don't think it was because I didn't order a beer. <laughs> but I think in a lot of workplaces, right. not the three cocktail lunch, or three martini lunch, but you've had but something. a beer with even one of one of the partners in charge when we went to the Mexican food place or the barbecue food place. It's like we're going to have beer, right? Because <laughs> that's what you did, right? Exactly. So there wasn't kind of a stigma, no, about drinking and going back to work, right? Well, that's kind of cool. I know for me, like kind of a ritual that I've created is I do ha- I do usually come home. And as kind of a unwinding before I start making dinner and doing all that things, there is some sort of drink that's had. It's usually not a cocktail. I love making cocktails, but sometimes at the end of the day, um, it's been a it's been a rough day, and um, I just gotta. I'm holding my glass sideways, <laughs> Josh. That foam, that egg white is still just sitting there. I may have to like kind of. Tip well, it like you would a milkshake. Slurp it. 
Yeah. Burp at it. Use your use your finger to loosen it up a little bit. Yeah. That so maybe I shook it too much. <laughs> maybe I shook it too much then. No, no, I don't think so. But I mean, we also did we also did finish these kind of quickly, so didn't really have much time for it to dissipate. Right. Um, but I do usually have I usually have like a glass of wine. For me, it doesn't really matter whether it's a glass of wine, a beer, or a pour of usually a pour of whiskey if I'm doing anything liquor. A lot of times that first drink for me isn't a cocktail. Okay. I usually am just ready to sit and relax and not kind of go through that whole process of making a cocktail on my first one. But then a lot of the times if I'm going to make a cocktail, that's not just like a simple two ingredient cocktail. I'll, right. I'll make something around my, like my second. Right. Second okay. Drink okay. Before, as I'm kind of getting into dinner. So my tradition has changed over the years. It used to be just grab a beer. But now it's grab a beer or maybe make a cocktail. Yeah. And you keep saying, I always make a double, but that's not true. But It's not. I, it is not. A lot of times it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the double just keeps you from having to make a second one. Right. And just as long as you are being responsible with, as, you're making, as you're drinking your double, it, don't ma- it doesn't matter. So that egg foam still has that wonderful taste of the blood orange. Mm-hmm. And... You know, this this non-alcohol spirit, I remember us tasting it, and it had that strong blood orange. I think that was the first thing we said we could smell. Yeah. You know, as like if I'm going to dissect this cocktail a little bit, you get that nice bite of the lime. Mm-hmm. But remember the, the distillate also had like a lemongrass or like a gingery yeah. kind of background to it. I think that's still back there just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, kind of gives an extra little bit of sharpness because right. I don't think that entire sharpness is just from the lime juice. I think there actually is some interplay with that, right. that gingeriness of the cocktail of the of the distillate. Okay. All right. Well, you want to head over to your yeah. We can we can move over to the dark and stormy, and that we can you know come back to the foam as it as it dissipates. Well, yeah. <laughs> I did have to use my finger like you suggested. The Darkest Stormy is made, like I said, it's made from this ritual zero-proof rum alternative. Now, I'm the more I learn about this ritual company, mm-hmm. the more I like it. Yeah? This doesn't, you know, it's an alternative to rum. Right. It can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. But the actual, and this is on their website, their their actual recipe, but it mimics the original Dark and Stormy. Oh, okay. But this is two ounces of the Ritual Zero Proof Rum Alternative, five ounces of a ginger beer, and you can get, you can get a ginger beer that's really, really spicy. Right. This one's not. So you can you can spice that up any way you want to. And then a half an ounce of lime juice. Okay. And then I I did a little dry shake on it as well to kind of get it started. Mm-hmm. And then I added the ice. And then I added a lime wedge. Uh, I don't need the lime wedge. Right. Now, it's not as dark. As the original Dark and Stormy. Yeah. 
we may have to take an Instagram picture of the Gosling seal black, black seal rum. Right. Because it is a black rum. Right. And but, that was the original Dark and Stormy. Right. But if you ever make Dark and Stormies with just aged rum rather than black rum, right. this is what it would look like. That's right. Now, on the nose, it's really nice, you know? Yeah, you get that kind of deep, rich molassesiness. Now, you, you asked last week, was it were these barrel aged? Right. And I wasn't sure, but I did look it up. Mm-hmm. And this particular rum alternative is aged in an oak barrel for two years. Okay. And some of the others are aged with the nibs, the, the oh, little, yeah. yeah, the little oak pieces. Yeah, chip the it chips or the spires. On, yeah, it just depends on what they're making. You know, this is good. It has that like rich molassesiness. You get the wonderful bite of the ginger and the the sparkliness of the the prickliness of the lime. And I think, you know, I still hit get that remember that little like spice hit that we would we got yeah, when we tried right. it. I still get that. I still get that too. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Cause it, it's a little for me it's a little harsh. But this is a great alternative. I think so too. Yeah. Now what kind of uh ginger beer did you use? Oh Josh, I should have saved the can. It's those little Was it fever tree? The, I don't think so. Is it the same little cans that left were left when Marie was here? Oh, okay. That it, okay. I guess they're little five ounce cans. Yeah. That's all they are. So it was. That's Fever Tree. Yeah. Okay. So something to something to know when you're making a cocktail with ginger beer is you need to know your ginger beer because right. there is a wide range exactly. of, of ginger beers and how spicy they are and how gingery versus sweet they are. This one is kind of right down the middle. It's. Uh, it's it's got sweetness. It's not just super prickly. Do you remember when we did the um, when we did the the Arkansas Mule cocktail at the the cocktail dinner we did? That ginger beer was spicy. That it was the I think it was the Fender Fenderman's Fenderman's. Okay, the Fenderman's ginger beer was so spicy, mm-hmm. and we actually made that into like a granita with the mm-hmm. lime juice. Which was really, really good, by the way. But I don't know if that, like, Fenderman's would work well with this. I think it may just be a little bit over, it would be overpowering. Mm-hmm. But, like, Canada Dry, I don't think would have enough ginger. No, I think this is right down the middle, and I think this is perfect. Yeah, the Fever Tree gin- ginger beers. Really now, good. I didn't go out and investigate it. These were in the refrigerator. <laughs> so, I had it made in the shade. Right. But now... The Gosling Black Seal Rum is the original Dark and Stormy. So, of course, it's going to be a lot darker. And they use Barrett's Ginger Beer. B-A-R-R-I-T-T-S, Barrett's. I'm I'm pretty sure that's another one that's a little bit on the spicier side. I think you're right. Well, Well, apparently that partnership broke down. uh Uh-huh. Because the companies parted ways. And then the... Gosling Brothers created their own ginger beer. Cock and bull, right? Yes. And so that's that's where they are today. And they say they invented this in 
Bermuda, because that's where this rum comes from, after World War One. So it's been around. Right. And it, it is a spicy ginger beer. It is in-your-face ginger. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that that Fenderman's uh, that Fenderman's that we talked about a minute ago. Now, I just said what I said after World War One, and then I click another little click on the web page, and it says, "Who invented the dark and stormy?" Oh, the the story goes that it was a man named James Gosling in eighteen oh six. Well, no, the cock and bull. <laughs> Yeah. The cock and bull came after no, World War One. The cocktail itself, the cocktail itself was made up in the 1800s, but cock and bull well, anyway, didn't come out until yeah. after World War One. Okay. Anyway, you know, there's all kinds of information. So, I, I like this drink. Yeah. I mean, and if yeah. Leslie's out there looking, she ought to, or listing, she ought to be making this one. Yeah. Well, I, I actually... I got a quite a few comments to after so this we're recording this a little bit after the first non-alcoholic episode the beer one came out right I got a couple of responses from people who were very intrigued by us doing a non-alcoholic series yeah okay. and I know Dave Dave is yeah Dave, I know Dave's listening he he messaged me and said that he was really excited about the liquor episode so he hasn't had a chance to listen to this one yet, but I think, you know, I, th- I think it's a good thing to, for people out there who are, you know, like we talked about with the non-alcoholic spirits, you know, looking to clear, you know, just kind of clear out a little bit. If you're pregnant and you want to continue with some of the, with some of the drinking kind of rituals, or if you just want to, you know, help yourself lose a little bit of weight. So, so if you want one that's slightly sweeter, try a Jamaica mule. Because what it does is it leaves it leaves out the lime juice. Ooh. So, yeah, and, and of course, depending on the ginger, ginger. yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that could be. Well, let's think about it. Depending on your ginger, that could be either. Well, let's think about it. We got the spicy jerk chicken from Jamaica, Mon. And then we got this Jamaica mule that has doesn't have the lime juice. And maybe you put a little lime juice on that Jamaica chicken. And so you're all set. You didn't need it. Right. But it's still going to be spice on spice. Well, it would be. Because ginger, you know, ginger is spicy. It's not hot spicy. It's not capsaicin spicy. It tickle it tickles but it has, yeah, it's got that little tickle effect to mm-hmm. the but it can it can present as kind of a spicy flavor. Not a heat spicy, but just spicy. Now last week I said something about the Shirley Temple. Yeah. And I did a little more research. And in fact, you know, Shirley Temple was an actress starting at a very, very early early age. I don't know how old she was when she started. Uh, probably in... Probably oh, three. She, I think she was. was very, very young. And so her, her, her comment was that this saccharine, sweet, icky drink, she didn't like it. <laughs> and she especially didn't like that they named it after her. <laughs> right. So then you... you 
do what's called dirty, surely. Put in dark rum or <laughs> vodka or whatever else you want. Yep. I like this. I, I and I had had you previewed your drink before. I did not. I had you know, listeners. This is what happens. We're on the go. And yes, I'm retired. Okay, but we're still on the go. And sometimes we try something that we hadn't tasted already. Mm-hmm. And I think I think this both these drinks are really good, and they're worth a try. Yeah, and they're definitely good locale options. You know, I don't know the exact nutritional value of an egg white, so I can't really tell you the calorie count of the first one. But this one, probably maybe, uh, maybe fifty to a hundred calories at most. Yeah, I think the can of the ginger beer can said eighty, and, and it's then, ten, and then the the ritual said ten calories per jigger. Mm-hmm. Well, this has two ounces, so okay, that up to to about twelve or something. Yeah, but still, and then the lime juice—I don't know what that is—but we're like a hundred, maybe a hundred, maybe. But if you were to add it in, if you were to do this with you know the Goslings, it would be at least probably a hundred, hundred and fifty to two hundred. Now, I see you have another drink over there. I do. I do have another one. And Um, let me talk about the one that I thought about making, but actually didn't have the the perfect ingredients for it. But we could have have done it because uh, one of the the alternative spirits that Leslie left us is is this Optimus botanical smoky and it mimics smoky scotch but the drink i was gonna make was a whiskey sour and it was gonna use the ritual okay but we don't have it i think leslie had one that she really liked yeah the kentucky 47 yeah and then it's just you know simple syrup and your lemon juice instead of lime right and you know, so it's the non-egg white version of a whiskey sour. Exactly. And then you can garnish it with a black cherry or a lime mm-hmm. or, excuse me, or a lemon or or both. Mm-hmm. And it really looked pretty on the picture. But I kind of ran out of time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really prefer the egg white sours. Mm. Personally, I love that foamy and that texture that you get. From the egg white and the foam. I'm not worried about any kind of contamination from the egg white. No, I'm not either. You know, eggs are so homogenized now. We get them farm fresh. You know, they hadn't been around very long. You know, in Europe, they don't even put them in the refrigerator. No, they don't. And I don't know why we really think we need to. Salmonella scare. Right. So, let's... Let's talk about my cocktail because it's going to be interesting because mine is really, it's a seed lip ginger. So it's, it's the seed lip grove that we had before Mm. and just ginger beer. Okay. Um, It's a different ginger beer than you used. This is called Reed's Mm -hmm. ginger beer. It's Reed's extra. It's their medium strength ginger. Mm. Um, So, you know, the first drink I kind of played off the blood orange flavor. 
Right. This one I'm going after more of the ginger flavor. I think it'd be interesting to kind of taste them between the two Mm -hmm. um, ginger beer cocktails we have here. Okay. That's yours right there. Well, I got a big one. (laughs) Now, color-wise, they look almost identical to to my Dark and Stormy. Yeah. But... Well, it's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit lighter. And, of course, your spirit was clear compared to mine that had that little nice brown texture of a of a dark rum. Right. Not the black rum, but the dark rum. Uh-huh. I read. <laughs> this is actually pretty dang good. So this ginger beer, uh, the Reed's Extra, they call it in a medium range. But the thing about this ginger beer is it tastes more like real ginger. Okay. Then some other cock, some okay. other ones. Okay. You get that that kind of earthiness mm-hmm. from ginger, mm-hmm. from this ginger beer that you don't really get in other ones. Um, found it at Trader Joe's. Okay. Uh, you can also order it offline. I think a Target sells it. So it's not like specific to Trader Joe's. Are you getting a kickback? Because every time. <laughs> I wish. Man, if I was getting kickbacks, I'm. We talk about Trader Joe's popcorn, Trader Joe's eggs. Yeah, well, you you almost always <laughs> talk about them somehow. Yeah, but anyway, it's just where I shop. Uh-huh. It's where we shop most often. So, but that is really good because you know we talked about that light ginger and that lemon grassy flavor that was in the seed lip, and it just brings that out, and you get this nice like. Almost to like a ginny kind of floral, earthy, earthy kind of flavor. And then that little bit of the, the main flavor of that blood orange is now on the, uh, now on the underneath. Right. And just kind of lifts it and carries it through and just kind of, oh man, that's really good. I am very, very surprised by that. It is good. I've tried it too. Now, I'm not sure which one I like better, though. Well, they're totally different. The The rum alternative has more alternative mock alcohol taste. It's got, it has those barrel flavors. It has the... Right, that the, two years the, of barrel aging really does a lot. It has that, like, good, good, good quality vanilla extract. It has that light cloviness, that flutter with a molasses kind of flavor, which, like you said, mimics the actual cocktail with the dark mm-hmm. and stormy. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just, you know, highlighting the distillate. And so this reads this reads ginger beer is 120 calories for an entire bottle. And how big is the bottle? Uh, 12 ounces. Oh, that's a big bottle. It's a glass bottle. Okay. Like yeah. a beer bottle size. Right. And I used about half of a, about half of a bottle. Mm. So that's a hundred, that's 60 calories. It's a 60 calorie cocktail. Okay. Which is. And two ounces of the. Mm-hmm. Two ounces okay. of seed lip and about a half a bottle. So about six ounces of that ginger beer really just kind of filled the rest of my glass with it. Man, these are back porch summer drinks. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I wish I could do the drink like Tamika did 
the mm. the egg white growing. Yeah. Oh, that looked because beautiful, I, wouldn't it? I think it would be interesting to do that with this seed lip grove. Um, you wouldn't need the orange water and some lime juice. But then what makes it grow, what makes yeah. that foam grow is ginger beer. Yeah. I wonder if it would have enough effervescence to give you that kind of big foamy flavor because you it would be like a mix of these two cocktails. I think so. Yeah. So Tomiko, if you're out there. Tomiko. Tomiko, if you're out there, anybody else who can make those cocktails. Or Michael. Michael. Right. Uh, give it a try. Let us know because I think it would be a really interesting option of a way to way to kind of play around with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be inter- also interesting to see if a cocktail bar had some non-alcoholic options on their menu. Next time you're down, <laughs> downtown, check it out. You know, I think I don't, I, no, I, I don't think anybody does. Mm-mm. But I think it would be interesting to throw some on there, just because. I mean, as we've seen so far in the you know almost forty minutes that we've been going, these make really can make really good cocktails, right? And really good alternatives so that people that don't drink or can't drink who are going out with their friends have something besides Coke or a soda or just water or tea. Something to kind of... Well, they could drink the the ginger beer. Right. But But this is even... This is so much better than just that. Well, yeah. Because it's not just... ingredient. (laughs) Right. And, you know, like I said, a lot of places that I know of mocktails, I have to go, you know, I saw a write-up in a, in a local local food blogger talked about some mocktails. But I think it would be, be really interesting to do some, get some of these zero-alcohol spirits in and see what mm-hmm. our talented bartenders could do. Right, right. Well, I wonder if, I guess New York City's got, you know, a big town like that. Surely they have bars that have them, but it's it's a function of they're going to buy it, and if it just sits on the shelf, not going to go bad. It's not going to go bad, but it doesn't do them any good to just buy it and let it sit there. Maybe, but you have to buy something to sell it. That's well, that's exactly right. You got to have it to sell it, and if you don't advertise it, you don't talk about it. You know. I mean, I could just see a server walking up to a table and saying, you know, if you're doing dry January or even just like doing anything at this time of the year where people are looking for non-alcoholic options. Right. And even just marketing it saying, look, we have. Not this a- is what we have. We actually, we're doing some cool cocktails with it or take, you know, do even do like a cocktail dinner where you're doing non-alcoholic cocktails and. Well, there wouldn't be any embarrassment factor because this beautiful cocktail that you shook up with the egg white. Yeah. Who would know it's non-alcoholic just by looking? Or even even the one I made. Mm-hmm. Or your third one. Or, you know, the right. third drink. You know, so I, I sometimes I think that's the worry that people have when they go out. They don't. Oh, I don't want to, you know, people to look at me because I'm just sitting apart. Right. I mean, give DDs an 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 option. Right. 
kind of thing that's besides just water or soda or tea. Yeah. That could be fun. It would be. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. It really has. Okay, what? is it? Are we off there? Can I pour this black <laughs> rum? In? Oh, oh, we're still going. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need it. No. Finish, finish the cocktails first. Right. Then if you really want it, make yourself another one. Well, this has been really fun doing a non-alcoholic, kind of a short Surprise me. Non-alcoholic section. Yeah. These cocktails have been really good. I'm kind of I'm peaking well, my Well, we talked last week about how many different cocktails there could have been. You know, it's like I said last week about this rum alternative. I think you could take any rum drink cocktail mm-hmm. and use this. And I'm not advertising for a ritual, <laughs> but use that in the drink. Yeah. And even if, and like we, the other thing we talked about, which neither of us did, if you just want to lower your alcohol content exactly we talked about that subbing, last week too subbing that i mean i thought about doing a, a faux Negro, a negroni with the monday gin rather than regular gin right just to kind of lower the alcohol content yeah, about a third or about more than that because more than that right. vermouth and sweet uh, vermouth and campari are nowhere near the same alcohol like level. So. yeah well and the bitters wouldn't have hurt this other drink that you know you're Right, but I don't think it would have added to it either. Three drops of bitters just makes it have that bitter. Right. And it doesn't do any, really didn't do anything to the alcohol. All right, well, this has been good. So what are we doing next week, Dad? I think you said something about down under. Whites. Yep, we're going to be doing whites from the Southern Hemisphere. So we're, we're going to be doing white wines from the Southern Hemisphere. I'm going to be doing the, the Creos Tarantas. From Argentina. From Next Argentina? Week. Yep. Oh, so it doesn't have to be down under Australia. No, just south of the equator. Okay, well. I mean, that's one of the major places, but. So I don't know if we have it, but there is a Chardonnay, and I'm stretching my Okay. that is down under Cellars Chardonnay. Okay. And maybe I can get it, maybe I can't. I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Dad's plan is to do the down under if, if I can't find the down under sellers Chardonnay, I'm gonna look for an Australian white. Okay. It might cool. be a Pinot Grigio or Chardonnay. We'll just see what I can find. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Dad's going to be doing a wine from Australia. If you cannot find the Down Under Cellars Chardonnay. And then I'm going to be doing the Creos Tarantas from Argentina. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So we hope to see you guys back here next week. Um, remember to give us a like, follow, uh, stars, whatever your podcast platform asks for. We'd love to hear your ratings, see your stars for how you think we're doing on, on this show. You know, we're a year and a half in now. Yeah, this was uh, episode 82 or something like that. Kind of crazy. Already a year and a half. And then remember, we're out there on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, We are Acquired Tastings on all those platforms except Twitter, where we are Acquired Tastings. Or if you feel like just reaching out to us via email, we're acquiredtastings at gmail.com. And we really appreciate you guys being with us. And we will... 
We'll see you next time. Once again, this is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. We'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.